I'd like to begin our reflection on hope with an act of hope, a prayer that I wrote uh, recently uh, in preparation for this season of Advent. Uh, It's a lengthy prayer, so please pray with me. Lord, my hope is anchored in you, not in the shifting sands of time nor the ephemeral, ephemeral breezes of our culture. I choose to anchor my life in the anchor who is you. My faith is in you. My trust is in you. My hope is in you alone. You are the reason I arise each day, the morning star to which my heart awakens, the light in the darkness of my sin, the bright moon that guides me through my nights of discouragement. You are the calm that settles my frazzled nerves, the refreshment that quenches the deep thirst of my soul, the food for which my soul hungers. You alone satisfy. You are the voice, still and small but true, that guides me when I am lost. You are my true lover, for in you alone am I known. In in you alone am I fully embraced. It is for you that I long. In you and through you and with you is the peace that surpasses all understanding. For with you I can do all things to which I am called. Through you I face my enemies unafraid. With you I stand on mountains. In you I know myself loved, blessed, forgiven, and called to mission. You alone are my hope my savior, my strength, and my reason for living. You are my alpha and omega, the beginning and end of my every journey. You are hope when I feel no hope. You are my hope when my reason causes me to fear. You are my hope when my virtue fails, my faith falters, and my deeds of love are few. You are my living hope. For you have granted me a deep trust in your mercy to me, a sinner. My hope is not just in you. My hope is you. I feel you alive in me. And my hope is this hope never departs. For my hope is deeper than my feelings. My hope is rooted in my faith in you and confirmed by my prayer. I believe you are who you say you are. You are the promise on which I base my life. This is the assurance of my faith, that you alone are worthy of my hope. In you alone, I will never be confounded. But when I forget you, when we forget you, we forget the reason why we walk this earth. We wander as lost sheep, as frightened children. Gather us in hope, in the shelter of your wings. As a mother hen gathers her chicks, protects us from enemies. My hope is not in any of my accomplishments. My hope is anchored not in our strength, our goodness, or our virtue. My hope is not in our government, nor in any elected official, not in any leader of industry, and certainly not in our economy, our technology. 
all these things will certain, certainly and eventually fail us. My hope is not even in your church, for even the rock of Peter denied you three times. You alone are worthy of my hope. When I take my eyes off of you, I sink into the very depths of discouragement. I wallow in the disgust of a fallen humanity, a failed system, a gridlock government, a broken system. But in you, the sweetness of each morning is born again and again. New light beckons, and hope is reborn. You call to my soul. My hope is in you who walked among us that we may learn to walk in such hopeful, humble love. My hope is in your love for us, for me, for all of humanity. You alone will never break your promise. Oh, sweet Jesus, lover of my soul, I surrender my life to you. My hope is in you alone. I hope that you will grow in me and transform me into a living invitation to become a face of hope for this troubled world, to be your face of merciful hope amidst the fear that robs us of the hope to which we are called. Transform me. Transform us to become more fully your face of hope, your voice of hope, your heart of hope. Let the ancient prayer of the psalmist be fulfilled in our time. In you alone have I hoped. Let me never be confounded. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We live in particularly discouraging times. We've just emerged from a particularly contentious presidential debate that left our country badly divided. It was guaranteed that no matter who won, Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, that half the country would be discouraged. If Hillary Clinton had won the day after the election, half of the country would wake up discouraged. But Donald Trump has won, and so half the country woke up discouraged. We need to pray for healing within our country. We need to pray for a rebirth of hope. The Catechism of the Catholic Church defines the virtue of hope as ultimate hope that our faith in Jesus will lead us to salvation. So let me begin by just making that distinction between proximate hope and ultimate hope. Ultimate hope is a virtue. We need that ultimate hope to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and the salvation that he brings for us. That hope will never be discouraged. And that is one of the theological virtues that's a gift of the Holy Spirit. But we have proximate hope. Every, those are everyday hopes. We hope we'll get a job. We hope that we'll be healed from this sickness. We hope that we'll find a life partner. We hope that our favorite baseball team will win. We hope that our, 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 our 
elected o officials will do their job and that our government will run smoothly. I'm not saying that those hopes aren't important. They're vitally important, but they're proximate. They're not ultimate. And sometimes those hopes are fulfilled, and sometimes those hopes are not fulfilled, and we're deeply discouraged. But we need to hold, hold those proximate hopes lightly. I'm not saying, as I, as I just said, that they're not important, and that we don't invest tremendous energy in those proximate hopes. But if we are discouraged in those proximate hopes, it's not the end of the world for us. Let me cite two examples that I've talked about previously in this program, and they're the go-to examples that I come back to over and over again. My best friend was Father Jim Willig. He was a diocesan priest. We led pilgrimages together. When we got back from one of the pilgrimages to the Holy Land, Father Jim discovered that he had been diagnosed with renal cell cancer. He was a very popular, charismatic priest, and he was a favorite of the Archbishop of Cincinnati at the time. So the Archbishop issued a prayer request that all of the people throughout the Catholic parishes in Cincinnati would pray on Sunday for the healing of Father Jim. I had never encountered anything quite like that, that the whole Archdiocese of Cincinnati would be praying for his healing. The Archbishop encouraged us to lead a pilgrimage up to northern Michigan, uh, where Bishop Baraga uh, had his archdiocese, and Bishop Baraga needed one more miracle to be, become a saint. So Father Jim and myself and two busloads went up to northern Michigan to pray for Father Jim's healing. But two years after his diagnosis, Father Jim died of renal cell cancer. That proximate hope for his healing was not fulfilled. But the ultimate hope of Father Jim's life was fulfilled in a way far beyond any of our hopes. Father Jim, in the two years of that cancer journey, was transformed from a good man to an extraordinarily holy man. That's the best example that I know firsthand of approximate hope, an important hope, but an approximate hope not being fulfilled. But the ultimate hope of Father Jim's sanctification being fulfilled beyond anything that we could imagine. Because I knew Father Jim so well, I saw in the transformation of those two years, the transformation of my friend of going from a holy priest to an extraordinarily holy man of God. I've mentioned before that the size of his prayer, the size of his parish tripled in those two years. What are your hopes for healing? Call now, 224-206-8455, and let's put those prayer requests before the Lord. But we hold them lightly, for in sickness or in health, in a long life or a short life, ultimately, ultimately, what we are praying for is that the Holy Spirit will transform us and lead us in the path of sanctity. We're going to take a short break now. We'll come back and hear your prayer requests. 
Listen at 7 o'clock p.m. every Tuesday to WSFI Spotlight, a half-hour conversation with outstanding Catholics from our community and around the world. WSFI Spotlight re-airs on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. or listen on demand anytime by subscribing to our podcast. Visit WSFIRadio.org for more information. It's WSFI Spotlight, a conversation with Catholics living in the light. Only on WSFI Catholic Radio, Tuesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. Are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MATT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. This is Father Mitch Packwell from EWTN Radio in Irondale, Alabama. It is such a great way to learn more about the faith by listening to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. You can join us for information about what's going on in Catholic news, ways to understand the faith better, and ways to become evangelists yourself. So please continue to listen to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at WSFIRadio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Healing the Whole Person. I'm Father Michael Sparrow, and with me is Joan McHugh. It was a delight to hear Father Mitch Pacwa uh, encouraging our listeners to uh, tune in to 88.5. Father Mitch is a very good friend of mine. We entered the Jesuits together, and uh, actually I was just talking to him on the phone a couple of, couple of days ago. So please continue to listen to WSFI at 88.5. Joan, I know we've had a couple of prayer requests come yes. in. Could you tell us about those, please? Yes, Father. And just another word about Father Mitch Paco. He's a friend of mine also, and we were privileged to go on a, um, a pilgrimage to the Holy Land with him. And so um, to so, say that the, he made the Bible come alive is an understatement. He, you know, every place we visited, he, uh, he, he commented or he taught about the, what it meant, the locale, and then the read the scripture. It was just fantastic. I've... I've uh, been to the Holy Land several times, and the first time I went was with, w- was with Father Mitch, <laughs> yeah. and I can testify to the so truth of exactly wonderful. what you said. So coming home, Scripture just was totally came totally alive, and it still is. Yes, ever since then. Absolutely wonderful. We, so we, we hope that our listeners would have the opportunity to take advantage of a pilgrimage to the Holy Land sometime, uh, if you can save your hard-earned dollars and take advantage of going to the Holy Land with. Uh, a holy priest to lead and and guide you. Uh, we guarantee Joan and I can testify that it will transform your experience of prayer and will help the Bible come alive exactly. in a way that really nothing else can can exactly. do. Exactly. So thanks to Father Mitch, um, and we do have people who have me- emailed us. And first of all, Father, 
could you pray for the um, Keith family, for Brent, uh, for the healing of throat pain and some bleeding, for Stacy, pray for all health issues for her, and for the entire family, could you pray for abundant blessings during Advent and Christmas? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we praise you and we bless you. And we thank you for the Keith's faith in stepping out and contacting us and asking for prayers for their family. We pray for Brent and for the healing of his throat. We pray for Stacy and the variety of health issues that are affecting her. This family represents all of the families that are listening on WSFI that, that come to you, Jesus, seeking the healing that you alone can bring. In the context of our program today, Lord, we bring our hope for their physical healing to you. And we pray not only for the healing of their bodies, but we pray for the healing of their hearts and souls, that through the vulnerability of sickness, they may come to know you and love you and serve you more fully. Jesus, in this Advent season, we reflect on the pregnancy of Mary, we reflect on the journey of Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem, we reflect in the Christmas season on the humility of your being born in a stable. Jesus' sickness teaches us to trust in you. Sickness reminds us that we have no lasting dwelling place on this earth. Sickness teaches us that we are all vulnerable, that there are none of us that are so strong, so healthy, so wealthy, so powerful, that we are not humbled before sickness. And so we lift up the Keith family to you, Jesus. We pray for their healing, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. We pray for all of those families that are afflicted with sickness, that they may come to you in this season of hope, and they will not be discouraged, that they will come to experience your love and power at work in their life in a more profound way than, than they have ever felt before. Um, Father, thank you for that. Um, we have another email request uh, from a, a man who asks to be remain anonymous. He's looking for a job. He's out of the country, and his visa expires at the end of December. He's desperate for a job. He's tried so many things. He's applied to so many places, and nothing is working. His experience and qualifications are seem like they're of no value. He, he says in his email he's losing his mind. He's tired. So for this man who needs a job, and especially by the end of December, would you pray for him, Father? Lord Jesus, we pray for this good man who has reached out in faith. We pray for both of his requests, Lord, first and foremost, that he would not lose hope. Continue to give him the strength that he needs to do the hard work, to send his resumes, to answer the, uh, the, the emails, to make the phone calls, to knock on the doors. Protect him from discouragement, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that you would open the doors that he might be able to use the gifts and the talents that he has. We especially pray through the intercession of St. Joseph, the patron of workers, Lord, for all of those within our country and around the world who are seeking employment through the intercession of St. Joseph. We pray that they might be able to find work with dignity. 
protect them from discouragement, help them to be able to provide for their families. St. Joseph the Worker, you who you were able to use your skills, you who knew what it was to uh, have the uncertainty of having to go to a, a, a new town to register for the census, you who had to flee to a foreign country, you who knew what it was like to be a refugee, living in a foreign land and uncertain culture, St. Joseph, protect this good man who has reached out to us and all of those who are listening, either to this live broadcast or those who are online. St. Joseph, protect them from all discouragement and lead them to the opportunities where they can find work to be able to provide for their needs. We ask this through your intercession and in the name of your Son, Jesus, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And lastly, Father, um, one of our own, um, Tom O'Connor, he um, is, has been on the board of WSFI. He's he's really having his last uh, days on earth, I feel. He's very, very sick, and he's really on the cross. And it's very hard because there's an emptiness and there's a loneliness and there's there's suffering incredibly is he's kind of like Jesus and um, it's just um, I ask for your prayers for him that he gets strength to keep on keeping on and to go to God with uh, some measure of comfort or whatever you know whatever the Lord can do to, to take him would be appreciated Lord we thank you for our dear friend Tom O'Connor, who has been so instrumental in the growth of WSFI Radio. He's brought so many people the message of the good news through his advocacy for our radio station. And as Tom prepares now, Lord, for the ultimate healing, which is to be released from his body into the arms of his Lord and Savior Jesus, we pray that Tom is fully prepared for that day when the Father dispatches the angel of death and calls Tom to himself. May Tom's heart be ready. May you grant him the forgiveness of his sin. May he be fully reconciled. May there be no obstacles so that when Tom is called forth from this earth, his soul will go directly to you, Jesus, into the fullness of your embrace, to the fullness of heaven. For that is our mission here on earth. We have no lasting dwelling place. We are pilgrims, Lord. Some of us journey across this earth for a few years. Some of us are on this pilgrimage of life for many years. But we're here temporarily. We, our mission is to come home to you. Prepare Tom for that mission, Lord, so that his heart is filled with hope, deep hope in the knowledge of your love. Lord, I want to lift up two friends of mine, Tom McCoy and Mary Boland, who died yesterday. I pray Lord, that you take them now to yourself, that they enjoy the eternal happiness for which they were created. I pray that you protect their families from discouragement, that you protect Elsie, uh, f who uh, is grieving the loss of her dear husband, Tom, 
and all of the members of the McCoy and Boland families. Lord, surround them in this ultimate hope that Tom and Mary and all of our beloved deceased who have gone home to God may experience the fullness of eternal life. That is the hope of Advent. It is the hope of our faith. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We've been talking in this program about the gift of hope. And Advent is this season of hope. Jesus comes to us. We are preparing to receive Jesus' coming remembering his coming into this world 2,000 years ago and his coming as the Prince of Peace into our world. Oh my, (laughs) does our world need the gift of hope? Does our world need the gift of peace that only Jesus can bring? I was uh, deeply touched by (laughs) one of those commercials by Amazon.com and and maybe you've seen that that video that has gone viral. It's of a priest and a uh, Muslim imam who were deep friends. And the commercial, which is, uh, there's a 60-second version of of it and there's a a minute 20-second version that's available online that that video has gone viral, well over, I think we're up to a million and a half hits on that commercial, of the priest and the imam coming together in friendship. Isn't that our hope? That whether whatever our religion is, whether we're Christians, whether we're Catholics, Protestants, or Orthodox, whether we're Muslims or Jews, that our faith in the one God will lead us to find the path of peace together. These great monotheistic religions of Islam and Judaism and Christianity, we worship a, a one God. That, that is our, our hope. And Jesus comes to reveal the face of divine mercy. Let me just close with this prayer for our new Adam and Eve. When virtue fails, faith falters, and deeds of love are few, then, holy child, I pray that we may turn in hope to you. May we embrace your living words to anchor hope amidst the strife. I've come to be born in every heart that you may have new life. God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.